0: Hi, and welcome to our Delmi podcast, Global Operations On The Go. I'm your host, Therese Snow. Today I'm here with Julie Sherlon, Delmi Ergonomics Portfolio Director, and James Brown, Digital Manufacturing Engineer at Protex. We will be discussing Delmi's new solution, Ergonomic Workplace Designer, a breakthrough role in the design of manufacturing workspaces. Julie, you've been in the ergonomics industry for many years. Can you please tell us a bit about your background?
1: Sure. My background is in biomechanics and ergonomics. Uh, I'm based in Montreal, Canada, and I've been um, uh, leading the, the virtual ergonomic domain for ever at Dassault System Delmea.
0: Fabulous. We're so glad to have you. James, uh, would you mind telling our listeners a bit about yourself as well, your background?
2: Yeah, sure thing. Um, so, yeah, so I work in uh, the manufacturing sector. Uh, so I've worked with Delmea for three three to four years ish um yeah i'm interested in kind of exploring the latest and greatest bits of software and yeah i was hooked up with this great new bit of ergonomic software
0: so excellent sounds good to me thank you both for joining us today so julie what has kept you busy lately uh-huh. Aha! <laughs> i'm glad <laughs> the, you asked the question <laughs> yeah well
1: the well what's been um let's see uh fueling uh, the uh, the motivation to come to work every single morning for a few years now, is to, well, let's use this expression, give birth to a new product um, that we hope will help a manufacturing engineer, process planner to build a safe and efficient workplace in 3D. That's really what kept us uh, busy, me and, and the whole team um, around virtual ergonomics in Montreal, and the cool thing is that James here uh, generously accepted uh, a <laughs> test uh, yesterday, this brand new product. So maybe I'd like to, to just turn this to you, uh, James, and say what's understanding that the, the, our listener never saw ergonomic workplace design and they might not be uh, used to work in virtual ergonomics in 3D. Um, what is your impression on your test that you did yesterday, generically speaking?
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, So overall, I'd say, really, really impressive. So I've gone from other software to 3D experience ergonomics at work, um, and I found that huge leap forward. And then again, going from that software to ergonomic workplace designer yesterday, testing that out, it was, to me, it seemed like another massive leap forward in in ergonomic technology. So the biggest thing I found with it was just the ease of use. Uh, So even as someone who's not an ergonomic expert, I was able to really quickly analyze a manufacturing scenario, understand what's happening, understand what the issues are, and resolve the issues pretty pretty quickly. But yeah, it was, that was, that's the big thing, I think, which is different with it and important. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> <Hey>. Sure. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, and James, just for uh, understanding here, uh, do you have any background in ergonomics, like courses or anything that you would have done in ergonomics before?
2: Yeah, so um, only through Dassault Systems courses for the previous ergonomics at work package. Um, so I would never say I'm a ergonomics specialist, such as yourself. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I wouldn't say I, I know the ins and outs of every single joint in optimal positions. Um, but that's kind of the point of the software, which I, I think is really great. Um, so for me, I focus on normally on manufacturing solutions, so it could be equipment, robotics, process, things like that. Um, and yeah, even without being an expert, I was able to get interesting results out, like if there was a crick in the neck or if if a screwdriver was too high up, can it be lowered to be in a more optimal position? Um, yeah, it was a pretty powerful tool considering I, I imagine probably more experienced than the everyday person, but by no means an expert. <laughs>
0: So Julie, what did your team do so that someone like James without the ergonomics knowledge to actually be able to validate if a workspace is safe?
1: Ah, good question, Therese, the, the um, answer to this is um, we listening to the, the people using uh, digital human modeling software, using virtual ergonomic solution uh, for a while. There were two elements preventing people from being able to actually use a virtual ergonomic product uh, for people like James with no ergonomic domain. It takes a little while with uh, today's product to posture the mannequin because as you know or maybe as you don't know, I'm just saying ergonomics is the essence of understanding the interaction between the worker and its environment. So in order to be able to analyze ergonomics, is for sure that the user wants to position the mannequin, posture the mannequin, just like a real worker would be doing the task. Today's ergonomic software takes a little while to position the mannequin, and James, please go ahead and comment <laughs> about this if you agree or not, that's what you're here today, even yeah, first yeah, or maybe other word to explain.
2: Yeah, it's certainly a lot quicker than Previous software I've used, but it's still the current software in the market. It does still take some time. So I actually said to my team after testing it, they were asking me like, oh, "How did it go? What was the test like?" And uh, to sum it up, I said to them. I was able to do probably a day's work in 30 minutes. So that's, um
0: Wow, no, yeah. okay. no kidding. So may I um, just ask James, so you're saying a day's work in 30 minutes, so a day's work with, say, maybe a, another? Just position- right? Yeah, a nice just and- positioning
2: the, the mannequin. You need wow. to
0: dog the, the mm-hmm. hand.
2: You need to get press the hand, press the tool, check that's right. OK, if it's not right, I need to move the tool now and repeat that step again. But with this tool, it was like, it was just click 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 the, the click count was reduced basically wow um and i think a lot of the thinking behind of it was just synchronized and it's, it's done in that engine behind it which uh yeah it was good it was, it was streamlined yeah. basically really streamlined so
1: yeah so so to go to to go back to what i was saying this we catched it from the field uh Therese. it was we could feel that the people were spending a lot of time positioning the mannequin but you know what People like James, they don't want to spend time positioning the mannequin, that Mm -hmm. is not what they want to do. What they want to do is analyze the workplace. So what we did, we set up a collaboration with the Montreal Engineering University to develop a technology that's called the Smart posturing engine and what the smart posturing engine does it produces creates a, a mannequin posture automatically in one click and I heard you say James yesterday something is <laughs> happening like the magic is happening behind and, and, and the word that I could put beside the magic is happening behind is this technology that's called smart posturing engine that's the technology mm-hmm. that positioned the mannequin uh, in there.
2: Yeah, and, and yep. I, I had a few, I was raising a few questions, wasn't I, during the test, I think, if you remember where I was, I was saying, like, is the standing position for the mannequin, have you guys preset that, or is, did you define that before I joined the test, and, you know, I was pretty surprised to hear that none of that was preset, it was just through this, through this calculation and through small really attention. It. so it was, yeah. it was really impressive
1: calculated through the algorithm. So so this is the first, so when you ask me, Therese, yeah. what did you do to help people like James? That's the first thing we did. We thought about this new technology that would create a posture automatically. We team up with the um, engineering school in Montreal and we developed this new technology that's called the Smart Posturing Engine. That's the first thing we did. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime there's another thing we did also to get to where we were to where we are today is to um, find a way to tackle another problem I would say Uh, not just the fact that it takes a while to position the mannequin, but another uh, consideration also that I could hear often on the field is well, I'm not an ergonomist. I'm I'm supposed to build workplace and that's done very early in the design process, but I'm not an ergonomist. I don't have an ergonomic background. And in your software I need to know what ergonomic analysis to take, when to take it. And then once I have the um, result, I need to interpret. And I'm not an Ergonomics. So that's the second thing we did, uh, Therese. Mm-hmm. Again, we team up with another uh, engineering school in Montreal, and we developed another technology that's called Ergo for All. And, and what it does, and please understand here, it does not replace an ergonomist. Not at all. The thing that it does is that it helps people like Jim in the software while doing their job with no ergonomic background to understand if the mannequin posture created automatically by the smart posturing agent has a risk to develop musculoskeletal disorder or not and if that risk is high, mid or low. So two technology. Smart Pushing Engine for Automatic Mannequin Positioning, and ergo for all for Risk uh, Measurement of Developing Musculoskeletal Disorder. James, I- is this what you saw yesterday, or maybe you have other words to explain it? Because, you know, developing a software and thinking what the user is going to do And actually what the user is actually doing and feeling and perceiving might be totally different here
2: (laughs) (laughs) right yeah no no i think i I agree with pretty much everything you said there um the only thing i'd I'd add to it is um so for me i I often in my job go into loads and loads of different companies and we talk about the software and we talk about ways they can improve their manufacturing and and i I think i can really echo that problem that you say you heard with it's often engineers working on equipment and they're like we have no idea how to do this bit of ergonomics. So it gets thrown over the fence to uh, an ergonomist and it it gets pushed way down the line before they get that input. Um, So I think the real good thing with this is, well, it's like you say, it's not replacing an ergonomist. It's just going to inform those decision makers earlier in the process, which I think that's going to be really key for a a lot of companies.
0: And I was interested, you were explaining a bit, James, about key decision makers. Can you explain a little bit about uh, about that and how this process can shape that?
2: Yeah, sure. If you have a design engineer or a process engineer or anything like that, um, someone who's actually working on an assembly line or a manufacturing scenario, like you said, they're, they're probably not going to be an ergonomic expert or anything like that. Um, but while they're developing that process or they're developing that, equipment they want to have ergonomic input so very often we'll have customers say to us out what happens if how does that affect ergonomics moving this beam over there or, or what if we put the robot here is that going to is that going to affect the ergonomics of this cell or anything like that and you can do that with um, ergonomics at work but it's it's more time it's a lot of effort and I, I think this software If you say to someone, it's you know, it's it's going to take me an hour to evaluate the ergonomics and give you recommendations with this, that's really going to open decision makers' Mm. possibilities. So I think today, what will happen is the decision maker will go, right, we need to evaluate this ergonomics. Let's push this on towards um, a a professional who can give me their opinion, and that's maybe going to take a week or two weeks with admin things like that. Um, With this, means
0: they can get that decision, that input within. Mm. Yeah, straight away. Let's see. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Now, what if the engineer can't solve the problem with what is proposed in the software? That's a good question,
1: uh, Therese. Because um, the understanding, like I said a little bit earlier, is that we're not replacing an ergonomist. Ergonomists exist. They have their role. They have their background. They go to school for that. They need to keep doing what they do uh, in terms of prevention and being there. So what we try to do is to give as much input, ergonomic guidance to people like James uh, to do their job. So they try and evaluate and modify and you know modify the layout, the environment as much as they can to try to come up with something that is as close as possible to no to low risk of developing musculoskeletal disorder. What happens if um, the user directly using an ergonomic workplace design cannot solve the problem by himself herself or it involves a change that will cost a lot to actually lower the risk, or, or it's a complex problem. What we thought about is to include right there in the software uh, simply a button where you click on it. It puts the user directly in contact with an ergonomist, but not, not any ergonomist. An ergonomist that knows the game of working in 3d and that is important because it's a uh, ergonomist and that's their essence their role they're human people they talk to people they feel people they will have the tendency to take a little while to solve the problem and, and, and it's all right there's no negative way of, of telling here people like James they need their problem to be solved now mm-hmm. so they want to be able to Play around with the environment as much as they can when they can't and they click on this button then they have someone that knows the game of working in 3d which is trying to solve by uh, doing uh, different uh, changes in the environment the way i can maybe symbolize this therese is think about the following let's say uh, you want to do your income tax and you're not an accountant so you you have a software that helps you do your income tax if your income tax is for your own family and, you know, you work and that's about it, you will be able to do everything you you want in there and everything will be clean. Uh, if you have three companies and all things in different countries and you've been married and divorced twice and you have ten children, that's another way of, of doing things and maybe at that point in time you want to contact a, a in an accountant. I don't know if
0: it makes sense, my uh, comparison. <laughs> Yeah, no, it certainly does, you know, especially when you were diving into the specifics. So that was great. Um, Is there anything regarding uh, Delmia's ergonomic workplace design that we have not discussed that you think that people would like to hear before we close? Um, One
2: really interesting thing I I did find with the software was um, I kind of got to the end of, near the end of the test, where I created a few human tasks and evaluated the ergonomics of it i think it was uh four or five different operations um so i I skipped past a couple of the high risks saying uh okay i don't know exactly how to solve this but if i was doing this for real i would continue and come back to all the high risk ones at the end and i got to the end and i was thinking it would be really great if there's a nice summary of this now to save me save time for when i take this to Uh, you know a colleague or an ergonomist or anything and yeah yeah, it was really great there's just a button for it (laughs) which I I found was really nice Um, so on the right-hand side it just came up and said yeah you've got these are your the levels of risks these are the levels of of operations and yeah I just thought I'd add that because I I found that as an engineer a really nice summary to the process of operations I just done as an ergonomist so
1: think every day I think uh, uh, to be able to have this um, vision and act on it and and try to develop a a solution that will actually, and I hope and we hope, uh, change the way people do virtual ergonomics today. And and that's a a blessing to be in this uh, position today.
0: Oh, absolutely. Julie and James, thank you so much today for your time. Conversation was very interesting. I think our listeners will really appreciate the knowledge. So I thank you both for your time. Thank you. Thank you you very much. Thank you. And I am your host, Therese Snow. And thank you for listening to Global Operations On The Go.